Welcome on into the 2-3 podcast. I'm Cam, that is Zach. Episode 2 of Season 2, Time to Clock In Edition. That's right, five more days until Game 1 against Lehigh. The season officially starts. But before that, we got to recap the exhibition game against Southern New Hampshire that was played just the other night. Cam, how are we feeling about that game? Well, I texted you after the game was done, and I said, interesting. And you said, interesting is a very good way of putting that game. So we're going to leave it at that, Zach. Uh, it was a very interesting game, a lot to break down. Some good, some okay, and some kind of ugly. Yeah, it's kind of over the place, and interesting is a very good way to put it. But there was some moments of razzle and dazzle. I don't know if you recall the JG3, Jesse Alleyoop. That was pretty nice. There's a few, you know, breakaway stuff going on. You know, there's some decent razzle-dazzle moments. But overall, our consensus after after that game was over was interesting. You always have to, like, kind of look at the JG3 and uh, Jesse connection. Because we that was something that we had talked about quite a bit last year was that connection sort of forming and how important it is to get a connection with your center. And I feel like that's going to be something that's going to be very valuable when we look sort of down the line, seeing Jesse's development into the starting center has been tremendous, but also just seeing obviously JG three is no longer the point guard, but still having that connection with your center is something that is going to be tremendously important down the line. Yeah, and I like in that moment, like, JG3 kind of took the ball. And, like, there's still times he brings it up the court, you know, in fast pace, you know, moments and stuff. So, I think that's valuable that he has that skill and he's able to bring it up, you know, here and there. Obviously, he's not the primarily ball handler anymore, which is a good thing. But he still has that and he has this great connection with Jesse. And, you know, they they, they were running that all, all year last year with like the screen, the high screen and the roll of the basket. And that's Ultimately, like Jesse's game, that's what made him so successful last year. And he's still, you know, working his way back into that. But I'm excited to see how Jesse progressed. It seems like he's a little slow to kind of get back oriented being on the Syracuse court again. But nonetheless, you know, we're all, you know, still learning, young team, new things going on, chemistry still building, but we're uh we're getting there. <laughs> we are getting there. I think that uh Everybody's kind of slow right now. It's not just Jesse, which I think is good because you can't really pinpoint one person and say, you know, they're going to be a train wreck this year. It's it's nothing like that. This is the second preseason game against Southern New Hampshire. We ended up obviously coming away with the win, but there was definitely some stuff that we really needed to break down. It was, the first half, Zach, seemed pretty solid overall, but the issue is not putting together a full, like, game yeah, obviously it's only two games, but still not putting together that full preseason game where you look at it and say, all right, this is good. I'm I'm looking forward to to this heading down the line. Right. Last game, we had a good second half, and now this game against Southern New Hampshire where you put together a pretty solid first half. So if you combine the two, we had a solid game there. But like you said, like we still haven't put together a full game, which it's early it's pretty typical. Usually we kind of struggle first half, I think, you know, in years past and then kind of more of a second half team. But so far we're just kind of um, struggling in one half for whatever reason. But not to skip over the solid first half, but the second half was rough. It was it was so rough. The Stars really couldn't buy a bucket in the first six minutes. That was hard to watch. It was really difficult to watch. I think that... Uh... 
you expect a lot more out of that group. Um, and you, you, you got to also remember that there are, there's a lot of inexperience with that starting group, but still you got to take over as like a vet, you know, JG three has got to step up in those sort of situations. And not to say that they weren't trying or anything like that, but like, I was really unimpressed with, uh, Judah, basically the whole game. I thought that he had a pretty rough game overall. I mean, only getting four points, shooting two of 10 from the field. He had uh, five turnovers and he fouled out of the game. That's just something that you really don't want out of your starting point guard. Yeah, he just kind of struggled to finish. You know, he's he's so crafty getting in the lane and having, you know, good looks, but they just weren't falling in. Like, in a way, he kind of reminds me of Cy of last year when he was getting in the lane, but, you know, had a beautiful, fantastic takes to the rim and then just wasn't finishing. Obviously, I think Judah's, you know, misses a little bit closer than maybe Cy at that time of when we were talking about that last year. But nonetheless, Judah did struggle this game. He didn't necessarily have the the outing that he did the game before. So that's concerning. And like he is a point score guy. He He's looking to score first, which is good when he's able to score, but it hurts us when he's missing. Like there's times when people are open on the wings. There's a time he could have ditched to Jesse for an easy dunk and instead just missed his shot. There was something that I had wanted to text you, but I felt like it would be better uh, asked here on the podcast. Did you think that Judah was playing a little bit too much hero ball when uh, he was out there? It definitely feels like that. I mean, a lot of ISO, a lot of like... And like I, I get I I love the confidence. I love, you know, keep trying at it, like don't just give up. But as a point guard, and especially when we have shooters, you know, we have Chris Bell, we have, you know, Justin Taylor, we have JG3, yeah, you know, who's on watch list. Like he was a sur- certified shooter in this league who's been on the team for what, four years now, technically, yeah. three years. Yeah. So it's it's you gotta find those guys. You gotta feed your shooters and distribute the ball as a point guard. And it's a little, I don't know, it's just a little unfortunate that he's not finding those guys as, as much as I would hope. A guy that I want to point out, though, is his backup. Cy was fantastic this game, and it showed that we can still be okay even if our starting point guard is not having the best game in the world, which I think, again, and we're going to keep talking about it, is why Cy is so important. If everything is failing, you put Cy in, you get a t- different change of pace in the game, and he looked great. The whole like second unit looked great. Honestly, Cy, I can't talk more highly of Samir, especially after this game. He's a pass-first PG, so he's feeding our guys. And not to mention, he's just a leader. He gets yeah. people in huddles. He has experience and knowledge to lead these guys. And he's just, I don't know, his presence and impact and influence on the team is this so great and big? I, I think he just makes a huge impact. And I don't know. I, I think he really has made a case for like, hey, like, I, I might be the backup, but like, I am like, I'm barely the backup right now. I don't know. I, I, I would have a hard time not putting him in to the starting lineup, honestly. I, I, I love Samir so much and he just, I don't know. I feel like uh, if you're Jim, you do need to look at that performance a little bit if it keeps happening throughout the year, there's definitely going to be some sort of movement that's going to be in the starting lineup. Because I feel like 
he understands how great Saimir is. This is no question to him anymore. So, and Jim's no, Jim's no idiot. But if it keeps persisting and Judah does have these issues where he's just not, you know, his game isn't translating very well or he's not getting the finishes that he wants and you need a guy like Cy in there to sort of lead the group and lead the uh, young guys, I feel like you are going to need to make that change at some point. I'm not worried right now. I don't know if you are, Zach, but like personally, I'm not too worried right now, but this could potentially be an issue sort of down the line. Yeah, I mean, it's only one game. You know, against IUP, he he had a pretty good outing and, and played well. This is just the second exhibition game. There's still time to learn. And obviously, you know, first game up is Lehigh, not Duke or UNC. So there's time to develop, time to, you know, work on your game. So it's not like hit the panty button, like switch switch the, the entire roster. But I do think Samir has improved a lot so far already. You can tell he's been working on a shot this offseason. You know, he's, he's developing a very consistent shot. He made two threes last night, which I think he may, well, maybe only made a handful all of last year. So yeah. he's definitely proven that he's worked really hard this summer, and, and, I, and I'm just happy for him. I do want to point out just the second unit overall is something that uh, I don't think that we would be talking about like a couple years ago. Uh, you know, a good bench. We finally have a solid bench that Jim is going to be utilizing that can cherry pick from a little bit. That's so nice, too, because if you if the starters aren't working out or anything like that, at least you have that comfort in the back of your head saying, OK, Judah's not playing great. You put Cy in there. You know, Jesse's not having a great game. You put Maneer in there like that's always nice to have the second unit popping off like they did last night. Yeah, the second unit of Cy, Justin Taylor, Kudir, Malik. And Muneer was really the, the shining light of that second half. They came yeah. in, totally changed. And just the chemistry, I think Cyrig really took over and showed his, his leadership and was commanding th- those guys and leading them. And obviously, like, you know, they still weren't, like, perfect, but just I thought they looked great. And if this is more of, like, an NBI, NBA rotation and Cy and those guys could come out and lead the second unit, I would be so hyped. Obviously, in college, especially under gym, that doesn't really happen. But I don't know. When I was thinking about in terms of like NBA second rotation, I'd be like, Cy would be a perfect, you know, six man guy to come in and lead that second rotation. 27 bench points for the boys uh, in the second unit last night. Uh, You know, I want to say one more really nice thing about uh, Cy because we've got a couple other people that we want to highlight, but. It speaks a lot about his character that he's on the bench. There's a freshman point guard out there, and I'm not going to say that he deserves to be out there more than Judah because he really, again, Judah has fantastic game, and he is new, and this is his first bad game, and it's his second career game. But it speaks a lot about size character where he's not complaining. He's just, he's a perfect role player. He understands his role. He gets the job done, and he does it at such an exceptional level. We really can't say you know enough about this guy. Absolutely. Moving on to our guy Malik. He is literally Mister Fundamentals. He, there's nothing fancy about his about his game. It's simple, but he gets the job done. I just love his game. He gets his spot. He knows his shot. I think that's super important. A lot of guys are forcing shots, you know, shooting in areas that they're not the most comfortable in. 
But Malik, he gets his spots and, his, and knows his shot. And so far, these, these first two exhibition games, he's perfect from the field. That is something huge, too, to have that confidence coming in as a freshman and being able to nail all of your shots. Eight points last night. He looked fantastic, like you just said. I think when Malik first came in, I didn't really have too many expectations, and I don't think that you really did either because we didn't know what his game plan was going to be like. We didn't know how he was going to fit into the roster or anything like that. But he's shown that like when he's out there, he can absolutely get the job done. He can make use with his time. He only had, what, 12 minutes last night, and he was able to put up eight points. It's always really promising that you can put that up when you're a freshman, even if it is in preseason. Um, like you said, there's nothing fancy. He just goes out there and gets the job done. He knows where he needs to shoot. He gets to his spots, and he just gets the job done. Yeah, he's not looking to play hero ball or, you know, be be the hero of, of of the team. He's just looking to play his role and he's doing a great job at it. And he's a great person to have in our rotation. I want to uh, fall back to our episode last week where we had kind of talked about who was going to be the backup center. I think now it's definitely going to be Muneer. Um, and I think that he, he did pretty well as a backup center, all things considered. Um had uh had two blocks on the night. He got the job done and if you're stepping up for Jesse, I mean, listen, you're you might not get too much uh court time depending on how well he's playing, but there's going to be times when Jesse might be Jesse and uh foul out and uh you know, you got to step up when you're a backup center and I think that he gets the job done. Yeah, it was great to see Munir kind of pave his way to locking himself in early here as the the backup center to Jesse. The first exhibition game was a little unclear based on limited minutes and kind of just like a lackluster play overall. But it really does seem after this game here that Munir has that spot. And he looked good at times. You know, he had two block shots. He had one that was called the goaltend, which was a little <laughs> close, but ultimately was was a goaltend. Yeah. I just like the energy and the effort and he has experience too. He has, you know, D1 time played mm-hmm. already under his belt. So, you know, he, it's not like he's a stranger to D1. He, he is still only a sophomore, but he does have some experience under his belt, which is great too. The guy that I think that we need to highlight, especially in this game, because there were a little bit of questions as to, you know, how he was going to be playing, how the transition was going to go from European basketball to now. And we kind of mentioned it a little bit. Was Jesse? I want to ask you, how did you feel about Jesse's performance overall from this game compared to uh, the first game against IUP? He's he's still again there. I mean, he's still playing solid. You know, doing doing more or less his role. Um, I mean, obviously, like he he's going to score points, especially when they feed him and get him going. But he's still he's still kind of going on the similar arc they did last year. Where he kind of starts off slow, kind of needs to find his footing. You know, took until the the business ship to the Bahamas to really get Jesse going. And, and maybe, I don't know, like some guys like just get going when the competition's higher, like you just don't really feel the pressure. So maybe that's part of it. I, I'm not going to speak for him or say that's what's going on, but sometimes it's hard to like fully compete when like it's an exhibition game. It's a D2 team. Like that's kind of a vibe. Obviously you don't, you still try but it's like a little bit different of a vibe. I'm not saying that's what he's doing, but I do feel like a very similar arc to last year where he is a little kind of like slow on his feet, kind of like, you know, a little bit of like a giraffe out there at times. And just, you know, he's just a little, you know, just still still getting there. But I've got hope for him. And, you know, 
it's just a matter of time before we're uh, we're ready for Jesse to be back to uh, you know seventeen points and ten rebounds. Jesse at times does look like he's just trying to grow into his body, and I think that you saw that a lot his freshman year. You don't really see that anymore now. Now it's more or less getting back to Jim Beheim style basketball as opposed to European basketball. So I think that it's uh yeah, like you said, there's going to be a little bit of a transition period right now. But overall, Jesse's going to play such a large importance on this team. And not to say that the team is going to do, you know, poorly or win games with or without him. But at the same time, he is the highlight figure. Him and JG3, when you look at the starting lineup, Zach, are the two guys that you think of when it comes to the Syracuse starting lineup. And that's who we're going to, who people are going to be highlighting during broadcasts when we had the national broadcast against Duke and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a, a point you touched on earlier, but these are our two vets in the starting lineup. And I do think they need to put a little pressure on themselves to kind of show that they are the vets. They have, you know, their, their leading stars our last two game games here, but I think they got to step up a little bit in, I don't know, for some reason, when Sai's out there, I feel his presence. I feel his leadership. But with JG3 and Jesse, I don't feel it as much. Yeah. And I would just love to see a little bit more leadership, a little bit more veteran. Yo, this is this is my team, my squad, like under my wing mentality. I think that'd be helpful for the team. I think that'd be helpful for the freshmen that are playing alongside them. And I think, you know, I think they, that could be really good for the team. I think that the problem this year is that when you look at the squad last year, you had Buddy Bayheim, you had Jimmy Bayheim. Later in the year, when people realized that he was popping off, you had Cole Swider, and then you had Jesse Edwards too, who came in barely out of nowhere and really took control of the team. Oh, and also you have JG three. You had so many great characters, but also big national players that were making huge headlines. This was Buddy's team. This is, you know, Jimmy's team. He's joining joining forces and everything. And now you really don't have that. And like you said, Sai is the person that kind of brings that all together. I'm, again, not saying anything bad about Judah, but Sai's been here for a little bit longer. And I think that he Sai brings out the best in people. But also, you look at the guys like JG3 and Jesse, and they're just, they're lacking that. They haven't really, the starting lineup doesn't really have a personality yet because it's so young. And I think that down the line, hopefully they'll get that. But for right now, Zach, like I'm a little bit worried because they're they're just kind of five players out there with a little bit of chemistry. And I'm, I'm waiting for that to kind of gel up together. Yeah, you just don't feel that camaraderie yet. And you don't feel like that chemistry is fully gelled which it's early and you know hopefully it will get there but I would really love to see you know especially like JG3 take on the role and really get vocal and active out there and make a presence and make it loud enough that you know obviously like these guys are talking and we just don't see it but make it loud enough to where the broadcast is picking it up too I think that's a big statement and I think JG3 can make a huge impact if he does that JG3 is definitely the guy that needs to step up the most this year, I believe. I think that if you look at everybody, this needs to be not JG3's team, but he needs to be the leader out there. I think that he has an opportunity now. 
He's not the point guard. He's actually in his his zone, I guess, in his lane. He's at the position where he wants to be. He needs to go to his spots and, you know, find his shots and everything like that. This is the year where you really need to see JG3 take it up to another level. And I think both of us agree that he does have that in him, but we just need to see it this year, Zach. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jim's on record saying that JG3 could could average 20 points a game this year. So it's a, it's a tall order. You know, he averaged 14 last year. We'll see what happens. He definitely has it in him. He, he's capable and uh, he has a talent and hopefully it works out. And I, I have high hopes for JG3. It's, it's, he's got a big year. This is, this is by far the biggest year and it's poetic because it's his last. I do want to highlight uh, one more stat before we do move on. Benny Williams uh, against IUP had 12 rebounds uh, last night. He had eight rebounds. So I'm kind of confused, Zach. I didn't really think that Benny had it in him for this many rebounds because I don't think that he totaled more than like a couple last year. Benny's really kind of breaking out into his own sort of player this year. And you finally love to see that where it's like, okay, awesome. Like you're, you know, he's, he's finally become himself. He looks like he's much more comfortable out there. Um, it's really promising to see that out of a kid that I think a lot of people have really high hopes for. Yeah. I think the the main point here too, is he's finding a way to impact the game when, you know, he's still kind of working on his offense. He had a great first game against IUP and he still had a solid, you know, six points against Southern uh, New Hampshire, but he's still impacting the game. He's still getting rebounds. He's still getting out there and proving that he's 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 working hard this summer and that he and I think that's the key he's still impacting the game even when other aspects of his game are struggling which is the key to, to, to keep your spot on the floor so I'm going to ask you the same question that a lot of people are asking themselves after these two preseason games it's very early but do you think that there's any reason for concern right now with this team I mean, I get the the slight concern people are muttering on Twitter and whatnot, but overall, like, we just we look like like a young team, and that's because we are. We're still working on chemistry. We're still learning how to play together. We're still learning how to pl- play under Jim Beheim, what it means to play in a circus uniform, what it means to play two three defense, what it means to play in the dome. So there's still a lot of work, and there's still a lot of learning to do. But I don't think it's really concerning. I mean, it is a little bit. These these first two games just really prove that like we're st- we're still young and still have a lot of work to do. So is that concern or is that reality? I mean, luckily we have Lehigh first. That's I think, true. I think that's the main point here. We don't have you know a big trip to the bombs like we did last year. We have some time to keep working, and we have we have like some spreads in between games and we play Monday. Then we play the following what Saturday or Tuesday or whatever. So we have like a week in between the next game. So there's time to progress, to learn, to look at tape and get better. And so I think there's, there's, there's still a lot of hope here. Obviously it's not time to like you to push the panic button. Concern though, that might be a little too much. Yeah. I kind of agree with you. I think that uh, this is a young group and I hope that people understand that. Again, I think that they were a little bit, uh, I don't know. They they had a, We had a good squad last year, and I'm really sad that it did not go further than it did. But they were, 
everybody was a little bit spoiled last year. That's the word I was looking for. And uh, this year it's a little bit different. I don't. I, would you say it's a rebuilding year? Because I feel like a lot of people are saying that. I don't think it was really necessarily a rebuilding year. I mean, it's definitely a year of like development and getting these guys better. And, you know, hopefully some of these guys will stick around. And if we have a great year, if we're able to have a great year this year, imagine the year we could have with a year experience come year two with all these guys back. So in, in that way, I understand it's development year, you know, a, a rebuilding year. But it all depends on how quickly these guys pr- progress and how quickly they're able to get up to game speed. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the starting lineup and everything, and it's just... I don't know, Zach. It's just really not like doing it for me. There's just something that's like off about it. I feel like if you were playing NBA 2K my career and you had to make a change to the current starters, like you have to make a change, who would be your starting five? Okay, so this is like fantasy draft. You know, it's the day before. (laughs) I'm like reading the reports and I'm like, just like, you know what? I got to make a change here. Yeah, you're swapping out. No no egos, no like real life implications here. Just kind of like, you know, we're just playing 2K here. You know, we're, 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 the boys are over, TV's on, Xbox is brewing, and we're just trying to play some 2K. Yes. Oh, man. I mean, first, Gonna go with the locks here. Five, Jesse. Yep. Two, JG three. Wow, these are huge picks, Zach. I said I'm going with the locks. <laughs> going with the locks. That's nothing. I something I don't think about. And just to ch- change things up, I'm going Psy. Psy Boogie at one. Yep. I'm going Justin Taylor at three. Okay. And I'm going with Benny at four. Okay. All right. What do you like more about Justin Taylor that you've seen compared to Chris Bell? I mean, it's still early and like, this is no like huge dig against, I don't think I'm not advocating this should happen now or any point in the season, but I just think Justin Taylor's presence on the court. I feel a bit more like his presence on defense in particular. He he's, 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 he's quick. He's big. And also, like he's he's, I think he, he we need to find him. We need to give him more looks. He he's only taken like a few threes this year, and I think, you know, he could have more looks and be a little bit better at the hoop. He had a really good like turnaround Kobe esque move uh, last night against Southern New Hampshire, which was pretty 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 nice if you ask me. So, I think Justin Taylor could sneak his way into the lineup this season. Honestly, what are you seeing from? Chris Bell that he may need to improve upon because for me personally, like I'm seeing him, he's getting to his spots. All right. Just, it seems like nothing is falling for him right now. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, Jim kind of pre- talked on this on the press or two. He's like, he's kind of just like a spot up three and he needs to really focus on the other things too. Like there's a point in the second half where he was playing the man when we're two, three, like that just can't happen. Jim was really pissed at him for that. Yes. And it's like the little things. I mean, obviously like he does overall have a pretty decent stat line here, you know, four rebounds, assist, a block ending with seven points. I mean, some of those last minute points were, you know, kind of padded his overall stat line there, but 
nonetheless, I think focusing on all the small things, just like the fundamental things that is kind of more about effort than skill, something that like Malik does really well. It's a lot about effort and less about skill. Obviously shooting a three is like very skillful, but the effort things, you know, getting boards, being in your spot on defense, that's all effort. If you just put in the effort, like you can at least be in the right spot. You can, you can at least be playing in the zone rather than, you know, man to man. So I think that's something that he needs to work on. And that's also, he's young. Also like, you know, when you're not shooting well, your first two games of the season, it's hard on you. You know, you're coming as this shooter, Everyone's expecting you to be a great shooter, and it just takes time to adjust. We we see all great shooters go through these these times, and it's only a matter of time before Bell does find a shot. But while he is struggling, he really needs to clamp down and all the little things. I think that's big too. Is uh, right now, I feel like he's so worried possibly about getting his points up, you know, getting to his spots and everything like that. But there's got to be more things going on in your head, and I feel like making that transition from high school to college is obviously no easy feat. And there's a lot of moving parts that are going to happen. I'm glad again, that the schedule is the way that it is, because if we were having, if we had the schedule last year, you know, this year, I feel like we would be much more concerned about what was going to be going on because we were going to be, you know, we would have to go up against these, these big schools go all the way down to the Bahamas. And obviously that's not the, the case right now. We've got three games until we hit, Uh, a formidable foe in Richmond. But um, right now, I think that this young group has a little bit of time to work on their chemistry and work on, you know, what it is that makes them great. I, I, I think we'll probably see the starting lineup change from now compared to the end of the year. I'm going to throw my two cents out there, Zach. I'm going to put Cy Boogie at the one. I'm going to put obviously yes, three at the two. I'm going to put Jesse Edwards at the five. I'm really liking Benny right now. I think that Benny has the chance to really kind of break out. Like you were talking all about it last year, how you wanted a breakout game from Benny. I feel like we're going to get a breakout year from Benny this time. Um, then the question becomes, do you put Justin Taylor out there? Or do you put Chris Bell out there? And honestly, right now, after the two games that I've seen, I still have confidence in Chris Bell. I think that he's getting to his spots well. I think that there are definitely things that he needs to work on. Uh, Like Jim had maybe slightly told him a little bit, but I have, I'm really encouraged by what I see when he's getting to his spots. He's doing everything he does right. He does very well. It's just a matter of capitalizing on what he does well, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I, I'm still holding out hope for him too. I think what makes this year different is there are guys right behind him yeah. that yeah. are showing, you know, good, good signs and showing some good positives when they are on the court. Last year with limited bench, you know, you, there wasn't really many options to compare to, but this year, you know, some of these stars don't have that grace of being like, there's guys behind you and, and like if, if you don't perform over the, over a stretch you're like you're you're in jeopardy here so I think that's a big difference and it does make you know Jim's job a lot harder it makes you know people have a little bit more of a a say a little bit in terms of like fan people like hey like Justin Taylor's looking pretty good I I, I kind of think he should deserve to start here but obviously that's his fan 
you know, perception. But I do think that makes things different that our, our bench is looking pretty darn good this year. Can I just say, Zach, I'm really glad that Jim is in the position that he's in right now because if we had, you know, if Jim had retired this past year, I feel like with a young coach, this would be a nightmare for somebody that doesn't have a ton of experience. But I think for Jim, maybe this is a little bit nice because he can finally, you know, put his two cents in there. He can see how everybody's working and everything. Whereas last year, I feel like it was pretty concrete what the starting lineup was going to be. But this year, you've got a little bit of leeway and you can, okay, you know, you can experiment with a little bit of different combinations out there, experiment with a couple of little different defenses out there. I feel like if you're Coach Bayheim, you got to be excited for the future, but also terrified as to, because there's a lot that could go wrong this year. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. The reason I was anywhere near confident in my roster change is because I was playing NBA 2K. Otherwise, <laughs> I would want nothing to do with this in actual real life here. And I do think Jim has a has a fun opportunity this year. Speaking of this year as a whole, Zach, we're going to make a prediction. What are you feeling right now? An honest-to-God prediction right now. Are we making the tourney? How far are we going in the tourney? Are you thinking maybe this is not the year? Like from your heart, what are you thinking? I think I think we may get back to the tourney this year. Obviously, like it's hard to like fully say that after having such like a great prospect team last year and all the great players that we had on the team last year and not make it. But I think we make it back to into the tourney. Maybe it's another one of those years where it's, you know, kind of like bubble but we kind of make it in high seed. But then, you know, what Keith does in March. And it's beautiful. There could be could be a nice opportunity for a beautiful little run there. Um, but we'll see. Well, it's early too. But I, I do think, I, I see that looming. I see that in the future. This seems like a, uh, this seems like it could be very, like, beautiful this, this year. If everything clicks, if everything clicks, this could be a very good building year for this young group. I feel like a lot of people maybe aren't thinking about Syracuse right now because there's no buddy because there's no Jimmy because the expectations last year were so high. And quite frankly, that group did not live up to those expectations. I think that this year people are maybe not thinking about Syracuse too much as like a contender, but I agree with you. I think that if we're, like from my heart, I believe that this team definitely has a potential to make the tourney, but it's going to be a long year, folks. It's going to be, there are going to be hopefully some good episodes where we're like, man, this group is really clicking on all cylinders, but there might be some, some rough episodes ahead, Zach. I'm excited for it, but uh, it could be pretty terrifying this year. If everything goes wrong, there could be a lot going wrong this year. Yeah, I think early on, we just need to be very patient. And we luckily have the liberty to be patient going against kind of like a letter schedule to start off the year here. But once things start to click and, you know, this, the schedule gets harder, I think we'll we'll, we'll get to see what this, this team is truly made of. And come come March, April, you know, come come March, April, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how proud we are of this team. 
So next Monday is when it all begins against Lehigh at the JMA Wireless Dome at 8 o'clock on the ACC Network Extra. There was no game last year against Lehigh because uh, one of the teams, I think it was Lehigh, had a whole bunch of COVID cases, and then that game eventually just got canceled. They were 13-19 and 19 last year. This is definitely a team that you want to be facing, Zach, in your first uh, opponent. You don't want to be facing like a Kentucky or a Duke or something like that. You want to face a team that is going to give these young guys a challenge, but hopefully the Orange come away with a win. Absolutely. I want to see Benny Williams break out the season with a monster game. I want him to take command and be like, Benny Williams, this is my year. I would love to see that. I personally would love to see JG3. I want to see him really take control of this team. Both you and I have not had great things to say about JG3, and I kind of hope he's listening right now because I want to apologize for everything that he probably hasn't heard me say about him. But I think that (laughs) Q's Nation... Uh, was not really flying high on this guy a couple of years ago. And now we're really talking about how this is his team and how he belongs here. This is the year where we could really see JG3 do something special. And I think that he is the player to do it. And honestly, Zach, I don't think that I would have said this two years ago, or I guess maybe at the start of last year, I might've, but I'm really glad that JG3 is on this team right now. I think that he fully deserves it after everything that he's been through. He deserves to be on a team that he can lead. And I really think that he can do amazing things with this team. Yeah, not to mention this year, his spot in the team, being a senior, sliding to the two guard, feels so right. We've touched on this already. But I just think this year for him, him sliding to sliding to to the two, is this perfect? And I think this this year is this really set up for success for him. And I'm so hyped and excited for what JG three can bring. So of the five freshmen that we got, who do you see having the greatest impact early on in this season? Man, I think. I got to think about this form. Like, who do you think has had the greatest impact so far as a freshman? Ooh, that's a good counter question. Um, I would say probably Judah, I think. But there's really a case that could be made for like almost anybody. You could really like make a case for like Malik Brown and no disrespect to Malik at all, but like you could really make a case for just about anybody in that lineup. But I'm going to say probably Judah. Um, Quadir Copeland has really like impressed me early on, but I'd say that probably Judah has. He has the biggest opportunity to have a really huge contribution to this team early on as a starting point guard. And I think a lot of eyes are going to be on him. He could really turn a lot of heads this year. If he goes crazy in the beginning of the year, you know, channels his inner sigh and really pops off. Um, I'm going to say probably Judah is going to be the one having the greatest impact. 
Yeah, no, I think that's a really great point. I think the main takeaway is the opportunity that he has and being the point guard, I think, like you mentioned, is is this the huge opportunity that he has in front of him is greater than I think than anyone else. So I think he could really do a lot for us this year. And no disrespect to the other guys. I think that Chris Bell has the opportunity to, if he can hit his shots, he has, uh, he has great like ability just to get to his spots. And like, every time I'm thinking like, man, Chris really needs to be there. He's there. So I think that that's definitely encouraging to see. There are a lot of like, learning curves that are probably going to be down there along the way. I think Quidier Copeland, like everybody's really high on this kid. There was a whole freshman profile that just came out about him on social media and people were raving about him. GMAC especially. And listen, Malik Brown was not somebody that I was thinking of too much, but like after last night's game, I'm thinking like, wow, this kid is really kind of special. Um, Everybody has the opportunity to really go crazy and, that's what's kind of exciting about this year is because, you know, there's no person that you're looking at and being like, yeah, they're going to have a, a great year. I know for a fact that, you know, Buddy Bayheim's going to go crazy. You don't really have that this year with these five guys. So um, I think basically anybody could do it. And it's re- it really wouldn't surprise me if like any of them did it, honestly, if they like absolutely popped off and they found themselves in the starting role, it really wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, we have no idea what the ceiling is. We're on the ground floor now, and we have no idea what the ceiling is. And I think it's a really exciting year, and we'll see how far we go. Get your tickets, folks. Get your tickets. They're selling uh not too bad price, actually. Like, for 12 bucks, you can go and check out the home opener at the JMA Wireless Dome. I haven't had the chance to check out the dome yet, but I think it would be... Uh, Nice opportunity to go do that if you're in the area. Also, make sure that you uh, check us out on social media at the 2-3 podcast. We're going to be going crazy with the graphics this year, Zach. I know that you do a great job with that. And it's always uh, it's nice to see the love on social media and everything in the comment section. People just interacting with us. So uh, make sure you go give us a follow there. So the next time you're going to hear from us is after the Lehigh game. It will be a win, Zach. I am counting on it. Do you have any scoring predictions right now off the top of your head? A lot too little. (laughs) I like that. It's solid. That's what we like. So until then, folks, uh, we will see you next week. Let's go Cuse.